So hello everyone. Unfortunately, I could not uh, join you in person this year, but uh, anyway, it's good that we can speak online. My name is Dennis. I'm a head of developer relations at Yugabyte, and uh, today we are going to talk about uh, cloud storms or cloud outages that are inevitable, that are happening all the times, and uh, what can we do about that by applying modern data management patterns for reliability and availability. So let's first talk about the storms, possible storms in the cloud or outages. Uh, if you go cloud native, if you already use cloud environments or planning to do so, if you deploy your data layer on VMs or using Kubernetes, you have to be aware of these situations. If you follow AWS post event summaries, you will find that outages happen all the times. Zone level outages are commonplace. Sometimes the server can come down or like network uh, can be broken between several availability zones, but even region level outages are becoming the new normal. If again to follow the AWS post event summaries report alone, you will see that starting 2011, AWS alone had a major outage at least once a year. And if you try to dig deeper, you will discover that on average, it took four plus hours to restore an impacted area. Uh, what does it mean to you? Like there is some stuff that is not under control. Also, I refer to this stuff as what, what, what are the problems? What causes? Uh, those those major cloud outages. It can be, let's say, a banal hardware or networking related failure, because you know that uh, cloud environments provide vast and enormous resources, and all that complexity is inevitable that breaks all the times. At the same time, also nobody builds perfect software. Let it be, let's say, like a web application, mobile application, or any services developed by Google Cloud Platform or Microsoft Azure engineers. So bugs and outages in the cloud service can impact your environments as well. If to give you an example, Amazon Kinesis outage uh, that happened, let's say, several years ago, cascaded and impacted many dependent services. People who have never used Amazon Kinesis directly were impacted as well because Kinesis is used by other public services provided by Amazon. And another issue, like we are humans, we do mistakes and that's okay. It's okay to fail, but then we just need to recover. If, you, if some of you remember one of the most notorious at three outages that happened uh, in our history, that outage, uh, was caused by a simple dummy mistake. An AWS engineer executed a command and he messed up with some arguments, parameters, and that cascaded, let's say, to failures across uh, a big a big, a big, chunk of the AWS infrastructure. But uh, there is some stuff that is under your control. Remember those are outages that happen all the times, even region level outages, and you need to do something about that because you run your data layer uh, powered by Kubernetes. You run your applications also in Kubernetes in the cloud and you need to do something. So what should you do? First, accept the fact that cloud storm or cloud outages can happen to you. It can happen sooner or later, right? And its impact depends on like what exactly went wrong in the cloud. And when you're building new applications, so when you're designing architecting new solutions, design multi-zone or multi-region deployments. Uh, I also frequently being asked uh, this question, like, uh, if I want to care about high availability and reliability in the cloud, should I deploy my solutions as an architect for multiple cloud vendors? I usually uh, refer to this post uh, by one of the Gartner analysts, Lydia Leon. She says that, no, I mean, guys, if you want to use multi-cloud just for high availability and reliability, then don't do this. Uh, because every, every cloud vendor has multiple regions, right? And you can take advantage of those regions to survive all sort of different outages. 
And uh, what's about speed and scale? Because uh, on the next slide, I will be talking about, I, I will briefly talk about those uh, patterns for uh, data reliability and high reliability in Kubernetes. Uh, but uh, what what's about speed and latency, especially if you're if I'm encouraging you to to deploy your data layer across several zones and regions. Uh, if to let's say talk about Google Cloud Platform, the latency between uh, multiple availability zones that belong to the same region are extremely low. It's just like five five milliseconds. I mean, it's it's almost nothing, uh, unless unless you are building different trading platforms where you need to kind of sustain uh, uh, sub-millisecond or nanosecond latencies. Also, when it comes to regions, multi-region deployments, here is we are going to discover several uh, different patterns that will maximize your speed and also will make you reliable. But with regions, uh, you need to do some work. It depends like uh, what regions you select. For instance, if you deploy your data layer or your applications uh, in US West, Oregon, and you want to have a, let's say, a highly available solution, you probably can use US East North Virginia because the latency time is 60 milliseconds. Uh, however, if you decide to span like that data layer across US West and London, the latency is two times more. If you want to have a secondary, let's say, data layer in Mumbai, the latency uh, is getting uh, even uh, uh, worsens as well. However, if you want still to have, let's say, something in the United States and you won't have to want to, to have that multi-region deployment across the United States and Tokyo, then like you see that uh, how it compares to Mumbai. With Mumbai, it, it's 220 milliseconds. But if you just it, it select another region, in, let's say in Tokyo, and serve uh, your, your uh, Asian customers from there, the latency will be much better. All right, let's briefly talk about those data management patterns uh, for reliability and availability. So here is again, let's say that you're selected Kubernetes to deploy your data layer and let's talk about databases. It can be data store, it can be a cache, it can be some in-memory database or disk-based database. So uh, the first one obvious thing is that you have some primary database instance in one of your geography. In my case, I selected United States because I, uh, I live here. And uh, here is what's important. That primary database uh, can span multiple zones or local regions. And it's important because inside of that geography in the United States, if I deploy within one zone, everything can fail, right? Remember those reports, zones fail frequently. If I deploy across multiple availability zones, it's great, right? At least if one zone goes down, the other will serve my uh, user requests. Or also you can deploy across multiple local regions. And the local region, I mean, let's say I'm deploying something in the US East Coast. And also other database, uh, is scattered across the U.S. East Coast and U.S. South region. If, let's say, U.S. South region gets disconnected, uh, my, my data layer will serve all the requests from the East and vice versa. Uh, at the same time, and this pattern, uh, multi-region database deployment with Red Replica used in when all the reads and writes by default go to the primary cluster, but if you want to serve reads faster to your in your remote locations, such as let's say in Europe or Asia, you can deploy read replicas. And with read replicas, data will be asynchronously replicated. We are not going to talk about mechanics because it depends on the database, uh, from a database to a database, but generally it works. Some of the databases also use read replicas as standby uh, kind of uh, database instances. If your primary cluster goes down, then you can switch to the read replica. But in this case, I mean, if you suspect that your primary cluster can go down, uh, in your primary region, my uh, advice to you is to deploy it primary cluster across multiple local regions, such as US East and US South, right? Because it's, it's better. Another second uh, pattern here, multi-standalone databases with a replication. And this one, I guess, 
most of you are familiar with and most likely you already use it use it in practice for a while and it's a, and it's an it's an all good pattern and keep using it so the idea here is that you have multiple standalone database instances deployed in every uh, desired location whenever you serve your customers okay it, it's europe asia and america and or uh, if let's say someone lives in europe uh, you will serve all their data from the european uh, instance and every instance again is highly available and scalable in every region meaning that if you have a cluster database instance in europe then that instance can span several local regions such as in frankfurt london and you pick the other region if you like if it's necessary you can always enable a synchronous replication between those standalone databases if, if it's needed right because sometimes it makes sense sometimes it doesn't but again to remind you within every this uh, location such as america europe all the changes within those regions are replicated synchronously that's important and another final uh pattern that is used by uh some contemporary databases is geopartitioned multi-region database deployment in this case how is it different from the previous one you have a single database deployed in kubernetes across uh, multiple geographies and, and your applications your users get a single connection endpoint just one uh, but then uh, the database automatically decides where to place your data and where and from what instance to serve your requests for instance if you have a customer connecting from frankfurt and he wants to read data or write data then database will automatically roll those requests into your european nodes into the european group of nodes that serve the database and that data, database decides this automatically based on the value of so-called partitioning column in my case that's uh, the country column and based on the value of that country column if the value is set to united kingdom uh, or france or spain or italy then all this data a request will automatically be routed into those nodes that are based in europe okay so if you want to learn more we're out of time uh, my advice to you is to study architecting for scale and designing data intensive applications books by rally excellent start if you want to dive deeper into this topic of multi-region and uh, database deployments and uh, data availability patterns uh, in Kubernetes, then you can check my uh, detailed blog post on this one. So you'll find references uh, on these slides. If you have any questions, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Dennis Magda, and also you can join our Slack community where I am not a stranger. So thanks for joining and hope you learned something new today from me.